It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to CHGO Red Stars, presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. It's your girl, Sandra, ready to talk about all things Chicago Red Stars, because we don't have a win to talk about, but we got some things to chat about. So it's me, Sandra, here with my friend, homie, and colleague, Claire Watkins, a.k.a. the Scam Originator. Can't wait to uh, keep everybody on site. I guess with the Chicago Red Stars, we got to talk about a loss. We got to talk about lack of movement. We got to talk about preview for next week's game. And we're going remote once more because belated birthday wishes, I think, are in order for for you. Buddy. Yeah. I'm happy B, happy B day. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's been an interesting week, right? <clears throat> Just sort of in the whole landscape. I think we're seeing. We're seeing a flurry of activity in the league elsewhere due to the transfer window closing. We're seeing some teams maybe tip like the different ways they're trying to get better. We're seeing some teams being like, nope, <clears throat> we're good. We're locked in. We're happy with our group. Um, and Chicago's in a, in a weird situation, which is that I think they haven't changed what they've been doing. So it's not like there's been some sort of significant trade-off or change or <clears throat> slide or anything like that but some of the things that were working for them in the first half of the season are at and this is what you you get used to teams tactically get used to what you're doing and it becomes harder to kind of run out with plan a and so now i think sandra you see if you agree with me now we're like okay it's not that plan a is bad but also what is plan b <laughs> yeah no kidding yeah. What is what is the plan for the second half now that the, the thing that has always typically happened for many clubs in NWSL, not just the Red Stars, but the Red Stars in particular are no strangers to navigating long seasons and then um, sort of having a number of players get hit with with an injury bug or otherwise down the late stretch of of the season. And I think maybe we're like reflecting on this yes a because as you mentioned this this transfer window that's been open for a very long time is going to close very soon mm -hmm. um number one but it's also something that we need to start talking about not just because of the timeline but it's also the timeline and the stretch that the red stars have had right because they're sort of hitting an interesting point of of the season you know where they've 
They've lost their third match in four games coming off of this Angel City game, which we're going to run down for everybody right now. And then they're going to be going up against the North Carolina Courage side that are kind of playing a little fearlessly. Like they're absolutely a team that's at the bottom of the table and playing with nothing to lose, right? So it's uh, they're going to be going up against teams with a, you know, very specific energies, I guess, is, is what I'm alluding to. But maybe we start with the most recent uh the most recent game in front of us so the red stars kick off uh, a long four-week stretch of um having to be the visiting uh side so they started with this first game on the road to california against angel city they dropped this one one zero and uh i gotta say uh there were a lot of moments and stretches in this game where i was like this kind of feels like san diego all over again a little bit there were there were moments of momentum in in the game in which i thought like chicago didn't necessarily perform poorly um and it just sort of felt like another one of those moments where it's like gosh it's like it's like you're kind of doing enough here and doing everything but getting the goal and something that we talked about in the preview leading up to this was the fact that they were going to be without somebody like mel Pugh, um and how that is gonna what where the attacking and, and where the goal scoring was going to come from um, in light of losing your leading goal scorer. And it just didn't come, just didn't come for them in this game. Yeah. I think the game was actually not dissimilar to, to the San Diego game in that. I think if you watch the red stars weekly, you see them get put under a lot of pressure early and in fact, you don't worry about that too much. I think, you know, if you look at the stats, the final stats of the game, you look at the XG mapping, that sort of a thing. Uh, yes. So they got, they did get put under pressure early. Obviously that big Savannah McCaskill chance that she did sink, I think is the main driver of XG for both teams in, in the match. She was right in front of goal there. Really nice run from her. It's been cool to see her sort of develop into a box to box midfielder um, as an aside. But uh, so, so we saw Angel City get a good amount of pressure on Chicago early on without a ton of quality themselves in front of goal to show for it. Yeah. But also you get used to over time seeing that kind of pressure be sustained against the red stars and you go, well, they're probably mostly going to be fine. Tatum Malazzo, I think had another excellent game, looked very calm back there. Erin um, Wright, I thought how they used her was very interesting to have her stay home in the first half, push her up in the second half. Uh, so there were little things that again, it felt very much like Chicago playing their game. However, in front of goal, it was pretty dire, as you can see. Um, they yeah. it looks like they got a couple chances right at the very end there, um, and it wasn't for lack of possession in the attacking third. It was just, I don't know if they were a little bit in their own heads about it. I don't know if it was just looking. I mean, I know that they also probably were a little in their own heads about the shots to shots on goal, goal ratio that they had been struggling with, which usually means that you start to shoot less, which yeah. is not necessarily the nope. best way to deal with that. Um, so I think we saw sort of that progression of they were probably frustrated with how many blocked or errant shots they were getting off in the last three or four weeks. So they stopped shooting. And as we all know, you miss 100% of the shots. You don't take. You don't take. <laughs> Epic, epic quote yeah. by Wayne Gretzky. the ones and, that and you're thinking about Michael taking. Yeah. 
Um, I do actually think I literally said that while watching this game. I said that out loud. Yes, I, I, I was, I found myself at times reading through it a little bit and I'm not someone I think at this point in my life who necessarily does that anymore. Maybe in a certain time in my life I was, but I was like, gosh, I gotta, I gotta put it somewhere. So I put it on Twitter and I, um, I believe that was my Twitter backseat coaching attempt. I was just like, if you have the ball at your feet, in the box, I'm gonna need you to shoot it, to perhaps. Shoot it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it get it it definitely got to um. It definitely sort of felt like maybe it was a little bit of of the mental side of things, perhaps because it just just sort of looked like maybe trying to take the extra pass inside the box versus again just just uh, shooting it. And yeah, difference like difference for sure in terms of half to half. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would say maybe that first half was mostly even between the two teams more than just neither of them truly played themselves into the game. Yeah. You no, know, until really that, that second half. And I think when we're looking, when we already showed everybody the map, but just um, alluding to it, uh, you know, again, into looking at the timing of things like having angel city, get this goal immediately out After of halftime. the second half, you right. know, or out of halftime, excuse me. It's like, it, it puts things in motions a little bit differently. You know, I think if you're coming out and, and saying, okay, like it's halftime, we're not, we're not down and out. It's still even, how are we going to to push forward? And you're right. like, okay, here we go. We are going into the second half with our plan B perhaps. Right. Uh, and then that immediately has to go to your plan C, D, E, whatever, because you're down so early in that second half. Yeah. Hey, I- hey guys, tell me what's worst for you as a fan Mm-hmm. Is is the is the is it worse to have your team concede a goal right before halftime or right after? Because, I mean, it's both bad. I think I think after. I'm gonna say after. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like you're you've come you've gone into half you've got your plan and then all of a sudden boom right change then everything. everything changes yeah. right because I think you go into change. I think you go into halftime maybe looking at any potential adjustments to make in general right you know whether you're down a goal or you're still level. So you're going into halftime, perhaps, if if nothing else, maybe doing a, a mental, you know, reset and saying like, okay, here where we, here's where we are, and here's right. where we're trying to go for the second half, and then to sort of just concede that early in the second half, you're just kind of like, well, never mind, we just and, went through a reset, yeah. now we got to do it again. And by nature, just with soccer, as we all know, like one of the blessings and cursings of the of the game is that you have limited coaching moments, right? You have limited. Uh, feedback don't forget the drinks break yeah i know um <laughs> you can uh you can at least talk it through but um yeah i think right after is a little bit worse yeah but. also like not, and we're not only talking just right after but we're also talking right after and let's we got to talk about in the, in the manner in which this goal actually happened mm-hmm. for angel city it was not a goal that was one of these like clinical finish like groundbreaking type of moments Mm -hmm. to where you can say hey i'm going to feel like demoralized by this goal it was not that at all it was just sort of a weird kind of moment of chaos in the box perhaps combined with some defensive error and just bodies going the wrong way quite frankly and maybe a layer of flukiness to it you're talking about just getting a body part on it in this part and then at this point and it just sort of trickles yeah, like in the back of the net or something right yeah i i think this is always the thought in hindsight it's never the thought in the moment but it's always the thought in hindsight which is if the midfield had been controlling the game better this never would have happened and so Yes, you look at the defensive errors. The Chicago is prone to that. But I think that that, I think if you are prone to coughing up a goal or two every couple of games, 
that is a, a reasonable with the with the personnel that you have. You just kind of have to adjust to that reality, which means that if you're running two sixes, why why was uh, Angel City in possession in that part of the field in the first place? You know, and I think that. I'm I'm always a little bit reluctant to purely place it on the defense because I'm like if they if Chicago had been playing better as a unit, this would not have had the opportunity to occur. However, who was marking her? You know, it's like yeah. those little things. It's like yes, blah blah blah. If the system works, if they're possessing an attack, they did not pass very well in this game. I think that's what I said on Twitter. I was like, listen, they yeah. are just not playing the game that they want to play. Yep. They are not finding each other. Chris Petroselli said this after the match as well. He said, he was like, you know, if the dribble was good, then the pass was off. If the pass was good, then the touch was off. Yeah. If the touch was good, then the shot was off. It just never came together the way they wanted it to. Yeah, look at how thin those lines are. That's okay. not really the way yeah. they like to play. They were sub 80% passing accuracy. And I don't know how much it was like Angel City really giving it to them, though we know that Angel City is a very good full team defending squad, but they just looked a little bit flat, just looked a little bit flat. And um, they looked, and then they looked nervous in, in yeah. front of goal. And so I'm always, and this, this goes back to last season, I always am less... And I think they are too. This is something that they've repeated since last season, which is defensive mistakes are defensive mistakes and you work on them and you try to clean them up. But those kinds of things are easier to adjust than the opposite, which is why didn't Chicago's spell of possessions turn into dangerous chances? There was a moment in the second half as well, where I, I think, you know, God bless the broadcast. You know, they're like, Chicago's working their way back yeah. in it. Oh, good. They're they're getting it out to Rachel Hill. And yeah. that's how they're going to look dangerous. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, do they? Uh, like, they're moving the ball. Yeah. They are absolutely moving the ball. But yeah. I think because of the maybe the curious, um, the curious pass map, right? We just looked at the network that maybe like when you, when you make those substitutions, right. right. And all of a sudden you're getting maybe a different look. That's what it perhaps feels like according to the eye test, you know, right. but I'm with you on that. You're just, I mean, maybe it's two people who just a watch this team all year and B have covered this team for right. multiple years. We see a moment like that and we're just like, eh, are the, is it, is that what's truly yeah. happening here? Right. Or are we just, uh, is it just like watching a team kind of throw what they can throw right, right now uh, at, at the opposition? Because there was a little, there was a little bit of that too for me. So in, in terms of, you know, this second half playing out the way that it did and sort of having kind of giving me those vibes of, of a game that they couldn't take advantage of um, mm -hmm. like similar to San Diego. Uh, there was uh, that mo the moment of, Oh, where is the pointer? Where is the yeah, yellow, right. the finger pointer, this, right. the, the grab the neck, the grab the game by the scruff of the neck type of player to just sort of, you know, push things forward. And I think this is the first game this season for the Red Stars where I kind of have had that thought and I made yeah. a note of that as well. Right. And I said, oh, I'm having this thought right now because I don't know if there is that person right. on this team in this match right now. I think maybe there were moments where somebody like Vanessa DiBernardo was trying to be that person for this mm -hmm. team. Absolutely. And I really liked, um, you know, how she exited this game. Quite frankly, it was, I think it was another one of those games where you're just saying like, wow, like Vanessa DiBernardo just keeps doing what she's doing um, as best she can for this team this year. Um, but 
I think when you're down the goal, you're looking for that to be, uh, you know, kind of an attacking player. And they just they don't have that right now without somebody like a, a Mallory Pugh that that's missing. And when you're sort of giving those opportunities to your first year players, that's again, this is still like a very exciting thing. Um, and that's still a very exciting angle that, you know, we've been covering this year. But as you get down to the final stretch, final third of the season specifically, um, it gets a little less about, hey, like, aren't these young kids can play and aren't they doing great? And more about like, OK, well, part of the job as a pro soccer player is to win the game and, and maybe go on and 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 clinch, you know, playoff spots and get in good positions. And that's where they lag. I think the inexperience kind of you know, comes into play and you're started, starting to see that a little bit in this team. I think we saw it specifically in this game where it was just looking for the extra pass versus, you know, saying, hey, I'm going to actually pull the trigger on this shot. Well, there's been a lot of, it was a lot of deferring to other people. I think that the coaching staff, and this is maybe not even something that you can adjust right now, but something to look at in the off season is figuring out how to empower Ava Cook a little bit more. Um, when she's on the pitch with Pew, she very much defers to Pew's movement. So she'll, yeah drop in or she will um, try to post up in, in the different areas of the pitch where Pew is not. She'll run with Pew. Now in this game, Pew's not there and you still see Cook doing some of that deference movement where she is more concerned with what her teammates are doing than her own kind of position as that point up striker. And I think that there's that switch that needs to be flipped. Um, and I also think, and this is, it's a complicated thing, right? Because you want, you want Bianca and George to get in with the Canadian national team and be a contributing member for Canada. That is what she wants to do. I think that's awesome. I do think that going to CONCACAF W and not playing at all in any games yeah. really messed up her flow this season. And that is frustrating to me as well. Cause you can see the wheels turning for her, which is just, she's getting back with the team. She's getting back to playing full nineties. Again, she subbed out of this one as well. And it's not her fault. It's just something that she has to deal with. But I, I would say that that is another frustration to me because I feel like that's a player that was not hurt, did not get hurt, and yet yeah. still had this big disruption to what was a strong start to the season. And I think that we saw some of the elements of that in this game as well. Yeah. So I'm it just you. wasn't it just wasn't quite working. And I don't think it has to be that way, but I am like, I think this is a harder job than like, we're going to work at, on finishing and training tomorrow, you know? Yeah, I think um, as the minutes sort of started to wind down in this in this second half, not necessarily a team. Wrestlers weren't looking necessarily like a team that I would have placed money on at the moment, mm. uh, especially live betting, which that's called a seg. Yeah. Points bet sportsbook is counting down the days until – Football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. And so from now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from 12 to 1 p.m. Central Time. You can sign up for PointsBet now using code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to $2,000. So download the PointsBet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. I just, um, I think to add to this sort of second half, for the red stars here, something else that maybe is going to loom for them is we saw in this game, uh, Aaron Wright leave the match with a lower body injury. 
Um, After they had done something really smart, which was that they moved her to wing back. I thought that was a great idea. And then they they made their subs. The Red Stars, if nothing else happened in this game, they they, sure did. They made those substitutions. That was a thing that they made sure they did. Um, Yeah. So we 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 saw multiple uh, subs in this one. I believe four of the five or five or all five were used at one point. Um, Jill Aguilera coming in for for Aaron Reich. She was unable to uh to finish his game and we got to see you know the type of player that right is you know for the chicago red star team a in general b specifically this year because we you know chatting with her a little bit during that pre-match availability talking a lot about her versatility and her experience on this team as someone who has played multiple positions and is just going to continue to do whatever is asked of her for the team, even when that's within game. So starting off the game as a defensive back and pushed higher to try, you know, to, to make some things happen for, for Chicago. And it's not something that you necessarily want to see as soon as, you know, I saw that I was like, well, that's, that's not good. I was like, that's not good for this team because the whole, it sort of looked like, the whole idea and answer to Chicago's defensive back problems were going to be that, hey, it's like, you know, we're just going to put Aaron right there and start mm. solidifying minutes here. And this is how it's going to be going forward. And unfortunately, this team is just a little bit cursed at that position yeah. at the moment. Um, and they are now finding themselves thin at that position once more. So, you know, we see this this availability report that sort of come back that comes out week to week. Right. Mm -hmm. And it has a lot of familiar names on there at this point. You know, we've seen all the moms who are like handling their business on maternity leave. Um, And every once in a while, it'll have like a new addition or it's kind of like rotating. Right. So it's it's just not getting shorter. Is it? It's staying. No. And it's someone comes on or someone comes off and someone goes back on and vice versa. It's like nothing really cancels itself out. Yep. Um, which maybe it's like that's what we'll talk about a little bit before we actually transition to this preview um, uh, ahead of North Carolina. But Chicago, as they exist right now in the 2022 season, they are in the upper half of the of the table, right? They're clinching to that six playoff spot. They've mm-hmm. got 15 games behind them in a 22 game season um so they are going to start entering what is you know exiting this second half of the season and really kind of heading into what's the final third of their season and um you just sort of have to wonder uh they're no it's like they're not the only team that is finding themselves shifting a little bit in the upper half of the table but i believe my my sort of perspective on it at the time was like, they may not be the only team that's shifting in the table right now, but they're definitely the only team that is shifting in the table while continuing to get thin across their roster and not show a ton of signs from their front office about making any movement to address those very thin areas on their team. And I think if you're a fan of this team, that in itself should be a cause for a concern. You're maybe not ringing alarms in terms of the players and their performances, because if there's one thing that we've seen about this red stars team this year is that they're going out there and they are competing. Yeah. They're competing in these games. They're looking like a competitive side. There's no, um, 
does they don't look like a team that's like dejected or there's poor body language or anything like that. They're going out there and they're competing, which I think you have to look at the other side of things, which is like, okay, so is, is the front office going to be doing anything to try to supplement or salvage this season? Because I think at this point you're looking at the last four games of which they have three losses and you're looking at the remainder of the season ahead of you. What are you going to do about it? I mean, I think ultimately when Kayla Sharples went down and we asked, does this mean we're looking in the transfer market? And they essentially said, no, I think that's a difficult, I think that's a difficult attitude to poor, take. To poor be attitude. Honest. Yeah. I mean, I poor think attitude. if you're a professional yeah. sports yeah. franchise, that's a poor right. attitude to have. Right. It just doesn't seem overly ambitious. It seems yeah. like, you know, an, an idea that this, you know, year is about development and despite the fact that they you know this is the kind of thing where an an ambitious team would acknowledge that there are things that are working and things that are working sooner rather than later and therefore let's lean into that let's go get that final piece let's do something you know and instead it's just like no 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 we're gonna wait until all the players come back next year um we're going (laughs) to or you know whatever it is and so now we are in this position of like, they really needed Aaron Wright to come back to shore yeah. up the three back. She might not be available. Hopefully it was just a knock. We'll see. Um, we're also just seeing fatigue from the three back themselves. Like they, you see those little mental mistakes and you're like, you know, Zoe Morse was not supposed to be the anchor of this. No, defense. Here she is. It's not fair to her. Right. Um, it's really not game after game after game. You look at the issues, you look at, you know, the limitations of playing Yuki as much as they're playing her. They're running Yuki Nagasato into the ground. Oh, yeah. And it's, and so you're just not seeing the rotation. We're waiting to get Morgan Gatra back. We haven't got, they haven't been very forthcoming about why that is taking so long or what's going on behind the scenes there. And then in the attack, it's just, we're waiting for it all to click. And so I think at this point, and we've been, we've been, you know, bullish on this young group that they drafted in good talent, solid talent. They've, they are doing a good job with what they have. Yeah. I think if you're looking at from the closing of this window last year to now, it's been a very disappointing with the face, with the injuries, the long-term injuries that they've been aware of for a long time. I know you don't want to blow up the group because you do know that they're coming back and you want to, you obviously also want to be loyal to the players that are doing their very best to come back to the team. Right. You're not trying to shake things up too much in their absence, but I don't know. It just feels a little bit like the group that is out there being playing right now is being hung out to dry. And that's going to be hard to watch. I think for the last seven games of the season. I I am in agreement with you. Yeah. I'll put a word to it. I think it's been abysmal. I think yeah. when you're highlighting that timeline specifically, yeah. uh, you're talking about from the off season into now and looking at the, you know, concept of player acquisition or or moves for this team, it's been abysmal. Yeah. It hasn't been good. It's been quite frankly non-existent. Um you know, and there are other factors that I'm sure that uh, fans of the team you know, have questions and concerns about, you know, I think they'll want to ask why, like, why, you know, why is there a lack of movement? Um, what is it about the franchise? Um, 
right now that is unable to a attract talent or b sign that talent or and there are players there have been players looking for more playing time or looking for yeah. different club situations clearly throughout this whole season and it's yeah. the question is was chicago even on their list and if yeah. not why you know yeah these are all these are all these are all questions that um you know the franchise has to ask of, of themselves quite yeah. frankly right you know and i'm sure that the fans are pr probably asking of of the front office on themselves, but it's just, um, yeah. And, and, and to that, and to those notes that we've mentioned right now, it's, it's disappointing, you know, yeah. it's disappointing to say, and I, quite frankly, it's a little bit unfair and disrespectful for the, for the roster oh, as yeah. it's currently assembled. Right. You have so many young players and the whole concept of, you know, yes, they're getting minutes and there's, there's nothing like, um, you know, experience as the ultimate teacher, right? So they're going out there. Not only are they getting minutes, some of these rookies are getting starts yeah. week in, week out, right? But we've often heard from these players in regards to Red Stars culture that one of the other things that has been an integral part of playing as a Red Star is the fact that you've got so many other players to learn from within this system, that you know, I remember you and I like having conversations with even Kayla Sharples and like Maria Sanchez, like in their rookie year, mm -hmm. talking about like you know, can't believe getting drafted and we're going to be you know, we're going up against Sam Kerr, we're going up against Julie Ertz, you know, we're gonna that alone in itself is going to be invaluable, you know, experience, you know, no matter what the minutes on the other side look like, you know, so um, you, you fast forward, you know, three years from that or so, and you're just kind of like well where are we at now so you, it's just about getting these these young players minutes and you know like there's there's players on this team that can say that they themselves learned how to be professionals in this league by having other experienced players around them to sort of mirror or learn from right so um uh, that's what i mean when i say where i think like, quite frankly as this as the roster seems to be getting thinner due to injury it's almost a little bit disrespectful to the, those players right now in in the locker room and that the the team isn't perhaps you know making an addition or making a move to try to to kind of boost up things on even one specific line because i think you can look across each line for this team and you oh, could it's gotten worse it was like they needed one thing yeah and then now it's they like, need multiple it's like things. do you need another yeah. dagger it's like do you need another midfielder right. do you need another defensive back and now it's one of those things where it's like which of the lines are you going to weigh more than the other all right so now i'm gonna i'm gonna make something up here you ready i love it i'm gonna work i'm making up a sponsored segment are you ready for <laughs> we're doing a sponsored segment this is the only red star that you need sponsored by Owen. Yes. Only what you need. Owen is a 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as you do. All of their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen friendly, no gluten or dairy, easily digestible. Owen and CHGO have partnered up to give you an awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com. That's L-I-V-E-O-W-Y-N.com with the code CHGO20. So they are sponsoring. They don't even know this, but they are specifically sponsoring this segment, which is you, at me asking you, Sandra, what is the only new Red Star that Chicago needs? Oh, man. The Owen Red Star. Oh. They don't know they're a Red Star yet. But the the I mean, Owen that they need. Bravo, thank bravo, you. Thank Claire. you. I'm doing awesome. you know every week. I'm trying to get sharper with it. Yeah. So who's yeah. who do you who's the only red star that 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 we need, Sandra? 
like on this team currently or like someone that I want? No, someone out there in the world who who needs to become a red star. Oh my God. Well, let's just like, (laughs) let's just be as ambitious as we can be with it, right? Like, let's just... You know, let's just do well, it. Like pick, w- pick a pick a position. Who would who would you? Where would you pick someone up? Uh, I think at this point, I think when you're looking at line to line, I think probably defensive back. You know, I think it also comes into what's what's weighing on me is if this um, is it too late to shift the system? Right? Mm-hmm. Have you gone this long to where yeah. you you preached you preached the system? Right. You've you know, you said, this is the process we're sticking with it. That's part of what's been working for us. We can't change it now. So if that's the case, I think you got to try to look for somebody that could play try to boost up that defensive line. I think at one point in the season, I thought it was going to be a midfielder that -hmm. they needed to to bring in. Now I'm like, do they need to go look for another attacker? I'm curious about that as well. Um, I think you also have to look at the leagues that are like not in season right now versus the leagues that are in season. Like there's parts of me that's like, what if the Red Stars got another Liga Mix feminine player uh, into the mix? And what if it was an attacker? And what if it was somebody like, I don't know, like a Scarlett Camberos who's like doing cool things in the Women's Cup? Yeah. You know, that would be fun and cool, but I don't know. Like, I don't know if that's a thing that can happen right now. But is that a thing that I, is that like the only, the Owen only Red Star that I want? No, I really do think they need to try to get a, a defensive back. I would have loved to have seen the Red Stars, you know, in the mix for for somebody like a like a Haley Hansen from the Dash. Apparently, Caprice Didasco yeah, was, uh, was a looking, player right. that that yeah. Gotham was taking calls for. Um, yeah. You know, Orlando Pride are on an undefeated streak right now. Maybe they're not curious. They're, they look like they're buyers. They look like they're they're a team right. that want to add to their. Uh, want to add on to their team so uh, I don't know if they would have been interested in a you know ahead of this undefeated streak to have somebody like a a Megan Montefusco you know you know being you know taking a look at that someone with local ties to the area you know so I think at this point that's also maybe one of the problematic things at this point it sort of feels like well they could get a player even if it's just one player that they get during this time which line is it going to impact? I guess that's my question for you. Which which line do you want to see them make a move for? Um, I think it's a real. I mean, I, I going back to the thing that I said before, which is that it used to be that they needed like one thing, and now it feels yeah. like they need three. Yeah. Um, I would still love. They need one more possession based midfielder. They just do. Um, and again would be great to get Morgan Gatra back but again it's like that's on the club too I'm sure yeah. Gatra is doing everything she possibly can to make her return but you don't know what's going I mean what's going on behind the scenes there you know um it's and then because I do believe I genuinely believe that with the young back line that one-on-one defending if you do truly control the midfield then they don't have to be put under pressure as much and I don't want to take that away from them because a lot of those mistakes that they make are, are not, I'm trying to think of the right way to put this. It's if you're forced into one V one battles over and over and over again, eventually you're going to miss one. And that's how I feel like they've been playing in the defense. And so I just would love to see in it, but it would still just be good to have that central defensive line. Um, I believe I'll say this. I, I also know, I fully understand the issues in the attack, obviously, right? Yeah. But I really believe in Ava Cook. I really yeah. believe in Sarah Griffith. This is a Cook knife right here. I do yes. actually think that they have the talent 
to put this together in the attack. It's more just how is that, how are the coaching principles being implemented? How are the players being coached one-on-one versus in Mm. the system? I think that, I just think that um, I am less concerned about the attack for the future maybe, but I I do think that those players, it's too soon, I think, to to be too worried about about that, especially because of the way that they play. They play with numbers forward. If Mm. you did get another really attacking focal point, you might have to shift into more of like a four- or a three, five, two, something like that. Just change that system a little bit, mm-hmm. which I don't know if that's what they want to do. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I So I'm a hedging, but I still just think that like, you look at a team, you look at how well Portland's doing with their midfield. I think their midfield's fantastic. They've got a number of young midfielders who are doing a really, really nice job. Um, you look at uh, uh, the rain, same thing. Yeah. Really, really good midfield. I just think that there's that element that that just they need some help. And I think that as well as Vanessa DiBernardo has been playing, it's still in these games where they struggle feels like she's being asked to do something out of deficiency rather than to make the team better. And you can't start from that at this point in the season. It can't be we need these players here because we're starting at a loss. It's like we need these. You want them to be in the position to actually help the team as much as possible. So um, I think I'm sticking with midfield. I think I'm still just sticking with midfield. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think uh, let's talk like, like, like bargain, like bargain barn, like maybe best bang for your buck, like put it on a midfielder. Like if that's the case, you know, if, right. if, it's at the, if you're at a point now in the season for this club where it's actually a little bit overwhelming and you're like, actually we need multiple things now. Right. Um, maybe you do just, you know, you put your, all your eggs in one basket, right. And, and go for something like a, like a middle third, um, position. But, um, we talked a little bit about the attack right now is, is something maybe that's a more recent area. And I think that's something that we're maybe are going to keep an eye on as we start previewing this, uh, this next match. Cause the red stars are, uh, going to continue their, their road trip, their second, uh, game on the road, is going to be in Cary, North Carolina. They're going to go face the Courage. And I think we got to talk about this game in a way in which the, la- the last time these two teams met, um, it really was a game that kind of kicked off, right, the second half of the season. And we saw um, a level of play from this Courage team that absolutely was like, hey, we're at the bottom of the table. we got to get every single point we can. It was an immediate sense of urgency. They put up two goals on the Red Stars pretty quickly, and then we got to see an equally wild second half from the from the Red Stars team where they scrapped out a point um, you know, in this game, and it was a 2-2 draw uh, for, for the two of them. But I think these two teams are meeting once more in this second half of the season, and they're kind of – I don't want to say similar positions, but maybe like upper half team, lower half team, but the energies around them are still kind of what they were. You have a, you have North Carolina that have been putting up ridiculous score lines mm-hmm. in, in this league. And then you have the red stars who have gone from like a, a one, two, three C to like they're clinging mm-hmm. sixth place. So are we going to see a frantic game, you know, against Carolina? I just think, Dabinia and Caroline playing together is Too just, much. it's so good. It's yeah. just, it's, and when Dana Ordonez is turning it on, like I, 
I think so highly of North Carolina's attack, actually. Just, I think it's one of the best in the league. Um, They just obviously let themselves down with their, with their defense. And so I don't know if that's a good matchup for Chicago, right? Because what we see from Chicago is under pressure. And we saw that North Carolina game in at SeatGeek that they kind of snatched a point out of, um, you know, Chicago is going to have to be ready for a really high press. They're going to try to force turnovers. They're not going to let the team possess very well. Um, and I don't know then if Chicago is going to be able to put the pedal to the metal and force mistakes on North Carolina's end, because the way Kansas city dealt with North Carolina and the way that Portland dealt with North Carolina <laughs> is to play, their game, play the exact same game against them, you know, and that's really not what Chicago is trying to do. And so this is going to be an interesting one because I know that the red stars like to stick to their principles, even when they're playing a high transition game, Yeah, but I'm not sure they're going to be a, I'm not sure North Carolina is going to let them. And so it's either you start running at them or you're getting run over. And so I'm fascinated yeah. to see, to see what happens. I'm also interested to see if like, I hope that they're able to stay very steady mentally. I wonder after this angel city game, especially just like, it's the first time those teams had played each other. I don't think the red stars think angel city is better than them. Doubt. Does doubt start to creep in a little bit in, in the locker room after a game like that one? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, we, I think we've yet to see it. Yeah. Um, but I think it's something, I don't think that's unfair to, to bring up even if it is a hypothetical i mean at the end of the day you're looking at a red star team that has a pretty young locker room no matter the veteran pieces that they have around it and you know when you are that law lo- that young of a locker room that i don't think that's something unfair to bring up that's something that we're going to keep an eye on and then i mean you just get tired too i just think yeah. that the more tired you get the, the harder it yeah is. running a table and in the long season it's it's uh it's yeah. tough it's a grind you hear we hear players talk about that um all the time Quite frankly, I'm, um, but I'm with you though. I think this is going to be a tough match for the Red Stars. It's not one that I look at and say these are two teams who match up well against each other. I, I, I don't have that feeling going into this one. Um, doing this ahead of the availability report dropping, but just you know what we heard Petroselli, um, you know, share in the pre-match availability it doesn't sound like there's going to be um, there's some unknowns still. Quite frankly, with Mel Pugh, um, sounds like an ankle issue for Aaron Wright. Um, apparently Sarah Luber has also got a bit of a knock as well. Um, and, you know, appreciate the transparency in that because it helps yeah. us do our jobs here. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, with all those unknowns, you're just kind of like, there's, I already was like, I don't know if this is a te- two teams I met well against each other. If anything, after hearing that, it's just kind of like, well, actually maybe there's some disadvantages. Here. Yeah. Um, so I do wonder if this is a game where we're going to see um, Alyssa Nair have one of those types of games. I don't think that we've had that game necessarily yet from Alyssa Nair, the one that just sort of comes to her and she is just like strong in, in goal. Um, and she's had them before against North Carolina. But again, that's a lot to put um, on one player and especially some of the goals that have come against the Red Stars on some of those types of defensive errors, again, I think that's a lot to put on, on your your goalkeeper, no matter no matter how good um, they are. But uh, I'm with you. Um, the, the 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 Latin trio of, of the Bina, Caroline, Ordonez, like that, um, 
is very exciting. I think like no matter their position in the table right now, I think if you find yourself a fan of that Carolina team, you're excited about about that trio of players to to watch, you know, like week in, week out. So um yeah, and they put up multi-goal games. So even though they've resulted in, in losses or or draws, it's almost like they're averaging like three goals a game at this point, right? So it's just like that's a lot of goals to try to out outscore, especially if you're going to be heading on the road with not a lot of answers. So um, if it's felt like a little bit of a rough patch, I think, for the Chicago Red Stars team, it's probably because it is. And I think, you know, it's um, – there's a lot of unknowns here that could possibly be, you know, I think if they walk away with a draw on this one, I think if you get a point on the road in this one against a team like this, I think you're maybe happy, you know, with that. But I, I don't know if they've got enough here um, in this one. So um, if you are somebody who finds yourself, uh, you know, with betting interest, perhaps maybe you're looking at some of those different uh different ways and different different matchups uh to go ahead and uh you know put some cash on the game and just want to remind you that you could do that with points bet you can use code CHO to also get risk free bets up to $2000 but uh that's not it something else that they should probably pack with them Claire on the road I was wait. I was like, I was like, she's turned. She's she's doing. She's making a left. She's making a left. She's coming back around. She's getting the home stretch, and we're back. Athletic greens, <laughs> amazing. I, I I love that. I just loved following you on on that journey to get around back to this ad seg. Athletic fun. greens. What is it? What is athletic greens? It is seventy five high quality vitamins, mineral, whole food source, superfoods, probiotic, and adaptogens to help you start. Your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All of those things. Yeah, if you're going on a road trip, maybe you need some athletic greens. If you're just trying to get your nutrients without having to worry about picking up a bunch of groceries, athletic greens. If you're just trying to live, laugh, love it up in the last <laughs> couple of weeks of summer and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know where I'm going to get all of my nutrients from athletic greens. It's lifestyle friendly. Uh, it supports better sleep quality and recovery. It costs you less than $3 a day investing in your health. And it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic greens. I love it. You like it. I love it. Yeah. That's all we got for y'all today. I, I think hope, so. I hope that, um, listen, I hope that we get to come back here and we talk about a red star stuff. I love doing that. That's one of my favorite things to do. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. My question, my question for the chat and come back and join us in a week and we can all kind of, uh, figure out how we feel about it is I definitely, after the last four games, which we all, that Gotham game more about Gotham than Chicago. Um, I was like, Oh, well, we started this season without very many expectations for this group. Right. Yep. And then through their own good play, we're like, oh, maybe we're maybe we're actually wrong to discount. Let's set some expectations. Let's yeah. get excited. It's fair, only fair to them and what they've been doing so far that we get excited about this team. And now I'm again just sort of swinging back to like, did we go too far? <laughs> did we cart before the horse here? Yeah. But you know, because it seems like when we talk about stuff like the transfer market that's like some of the same old Chicago stuff that I think has felt bad in recent years. Yeah. And so you're like, well, we have this new fun group. We have this new coaching staff. 
um, new outlook, new team, new team, but same old team. Right. And, okay. and so when you do get to the end of a season like this one, you're excited because they're building for something next year, but how do we feel closer to a championship? I'm not really sure that we do at this moment. And so we just kind of have to figure out, and this is where I'm like, everybody listening, you, you tell me what you're thinking, get ruminate on it, reflect. Yeah. Come back in a week. Tell me what we'll, you will. And we'll revisit. Yeah. We'll revisit next yeah. week when we're, uh, when we're recapping, um, when we're recapping North Carolina and see what happens there. Listen, um, we not, not that we want to be a show that gives you homework, but you know, we, we love to, um, you know, engage with you all in, in the best way possible. We've always been, you know, big on the concept of, you know, community here within, uh, you know, NWSL and Chicago Red Stars specifically. Um, and we just want to let you know that we've enjoyed doing this, 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 this entire season. And even if it gets to the, the skids, we got to talk about the skids and, um, we're going to keep doing that. And hopefully next, next week, maybe, maybe they'll surprise everyone and, and, uh, break through with the win. But you, if you've enjoyed everything that we've been chatting about and how we cover the Chicago Red Stars here at CHGO, just want to let you know before we leave that one of the best ways to support us in our work is with a CHGO membership. So just know that you can get access to all kinds of podcasts and live shows on every Chicago team every single day. Uh, some of them even doing post-game shows. You get access to premium written content from my girl Claire Watkins. And uh, if you have the membership, you can access that at allchgo.com. You get access to t-shirts uh, when you become a member and access to the members-only Discord, the CHGO Lounge. So please sign on up for a CHGO membership. And Claire and I will be back next week with more for you all. Peace.